It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Scott Brown, Scott Brown. It's like a, it's like if Lemmy was charged with writing a South Park song. <laughs> This week, the History Boys deliver again as the first ever double treble arrives at Celtic Park. Bruni celebrates his testimonial against the Republic of Ireland. All this and more in the latest episode of 20 Minute Tips. Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the 20 Minute Tims podcast. I'm joined, I'm back this week. Yes, fully, welcome Fully home. recovered. Tried my damnedest to make myself ill again <laughs> uh, this weekend, Melly, with you drinking every shot we could get our hands on. By the way, Melly's here. Good evening. Uh, Stephen's here. Hi there. The band, the old band is back together. That's right. A bit like what Rangers are trying to do. <laughs> um, you, we've got the team back together. So that was good. That was a, that was a lovely old time, the weekend, wasn't it? I'm going to peel back the layers of the onion a wee bit of this podcast and let people in a wee secret. Go we were supposed to record this the day after the podcast, oh, 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 uh, yeah. the, the cup final rather, and it didn't happen. Couldn't, couldn't do it. No. Me and Melly got to that stage of drunkenness where you just order a shot with every drink you're yeah. having and not every other drink. And that started about six o'clock in the evening, I think. What kind of animal comes up with the idea to record a podcast on a Sunday AM? Bear in mind, uh, yeah. AM, the day after We're a supposed final. to be doing that at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I was just, you know, I was watching the group chat and I was like, I'm not going to be first to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm just, and then you went, should we just can this? I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I pulled that string first. I, I said... Well, you two go ahead. Why don't you two go ahead? I am severely <laughs> ill. Am I? I, but that was a trick because listeners don't know a bit behind the scenes. The podcast equipment's in your house. Yeah. So if we were to go ahead, we would have had to make our way here and just let ourselves into your house that and record the podcast. Hilarious. Keep it down a bit, boys. I'm hungover. <laughs> your podcast in a mass spare room. Anyway, Melly, you, you and I were at the game. I didn't see much of the game. I was pretty gassed and I've lost my glasses. So I'm just feeling my way through the game. But for what I could make out, what, what a day. Oh, great day. What a team. Great week started by Tom Rogic signing his new deal and yep. it just got better. As we said, we're at the game and he just had a feeling on the way to the game that this is our day again. Yeah. This is our city. It's our day. We run this shit. Aye. I mean, from beginning to end, we, for those of you who follow us on Patreon, you'll have seen the video, but we, I made a wee video blog melee of our day from like the start to the, to the, to the game and all that. And it was just one, it had everything, Stephen. The weather was brilliant. Hamden looked great. Again, they made a lot of effort. They had Michael Buffer and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and the pubs, every pub was packed after the game and all that. It was just an absolutely, that is what cup final day should be. Exactly, and Michael Buffer did announce, let's get ready to rumble, but Motherwell, gentlemen, 
they were let's get ready to crumble and that's, <laughs> and that's exactly what they did in that first half it's but yeah cool. I, I really enjoyed that video you put together the, the patrons seem to be seem to be digging that kind of thing it's very good was, uh, was, is Michael Buffer the one that done WWF or was it Bruce which one's the lesser known brother Bruce, Bruce is slightly lesser known but he's famous for the UFC now ah yeah. right I see I see um, I thought Michael Buffer I don't know how much money they spent on him must have been a lot uh, Probably not worth it. <laughs> no. Did he come over on the telly? Because he could barely hear him at the stadium. I didn't hear Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Yeah, you heard it a bit on, on the telly, yeah. Did you? I watched uh, it in the pub, but I watched it in the, the Griffin in town, which is now... Is that a hun shop, mate? No, definitely not. It's, it's <laughs> something of a tradition for me now. That's where I watched the, the last year's Scottish Cup final, and I told the story on the podcast that the, the celebrations at Tom Rogic's goal cost me a shirt, quite Aye. literally a shirt. I get ripped. A shirt off your back. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to sort of create for myself the opposite of the Chandler's pub in Clay Bank, which is my cost pub. So Griffin's got a good res- a good run of results going here for a big game, so I'm sticking to that for now. I'm going to get traditions for Scottish Cup final day, like I know. what are we doing <laughs> next year? Oh, I'm just a, running it. I, I'm so ill-informed when it comes to... Like what pubs are Rangers pubs and which pubs are it? See unless it's explicit. Hmm. See unless it's called like Tati O'Hara's, <laughs> then I'll know it's a Celtic <laughs> pub. And if it's called something like the Queen Elizabeth, then I know that's a Rangers one. But see if there's any ambiguity, I just I just avoid it. Fenian O'Shaughnessy's yeah. bar and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I just <laughs> unless it's one of those ones, I just avoid it altogether. So first things first, lineups. As expected, yeah, yeah we Craigie talked. came back in and nothing. Team picked itself, deserved to start. Done the job. We talked a little bit about this last week without without you, James. We did say that there wasn't really a great deal of point of talking about the lineup because I would have been astonished if you couldn't name at least ten of the eleven, and that turned out to be yeah. the case. It was basically Gordon was the only only variable in there, and that was true enough. Gordon comes back in, and he said after the game that he didn't have an awful lot to do, but I think he's doing himself a wee disservice. Mm-hmm. I thought he did really well. Sometimes in a game like that when you're under pressure and we'll talk about the game more more broadly in a minute but in a game like that sometimes all you're asking for from your keeper is just to come and collect something when the pressure's on a wee bit because to be fair to Motherwell they came right back into it in the last 15 minutes but you know that feeling when you're under a wee bit of pressure it's only 2-0 one goal could swing the last 10 minutes or so and a keeper just comes out and claims a cross and just, yeah. and just falls on it and just calms everything down he did that a couple of times that's ideal he didn't have much to do but what he did he did well yeah exactly and- for as dominant as Celtic were, when you watch back the highlights, Motherwell did have a few oh, chances. Yeah, yeah. Nothing that I was ever scared about. I thought once the second goal went in, it was absolute party time. But <laughs> Motherwell ticked along, but there was never a point where I was in Craig any Gordon fear. doesn't really work hard at the games, but he, he, you know where he does work hard? Yeah, with that bird of his. Jesus, have you, have you ever been on an Instagram? No. That's what hard work looks like. <laughs> That's what hard work looks like. Um, <laughs> uh, Motherwell, they sort of, when we went to watch the game, Melly, when we were at the game, Motherwell sort of seemed to switch their fullbacks and sort of played three at the back, which it really wasn't working for them for the first 20 minutes. And then I'd, I'd noticed to you that they changed it. And then in the manager's post-match comments, he, he more or less admitted as much, you know, he, he tried to overthink it. But see, when you're in Motherwell's position, what, what, I mean, what can you do? That's it, I think. That that's the formation that's got them at the final. They've obviously went out and said, this is our plan. They've come, come in with a game plan, but as we said last week, if Celtic turn up, it doesn't matter. Celtic turned up, I mean, Celtic looked like it was a three at the back or a four at the back, but Tierney was up and down all day. Yeah. No matter who's marking that guy when he's like that, you can't keep a hold of him. McGregor and Rogic, they just had the freedom of the pitch and it's not really Motherwell's fault, but Celtic are just better and when they turn up, they will win. Motherwell, Melly, you said last week, in fairness to them, that 
they're capable of causing Celtic problems. If it was Rangers or Aberdeen you were going into a final against it with pretty much a foregone conclusion at this season. But Motherwell are are capable of providing a different sort of challenge. And I thought they they did that reasonably well to start with. It didn't amount to anything, but Curtis Main is capable of being an absolute bully yeah. up there. It seemed much like Gone or Salmon. There's not an awful lot you can do about it. The guy's an absolute unit. And there's, there's only so much you can do to mitigate something like that. He's not the greatest of players, obviously, but he's he's certainly a, a handful. It's, they're certainly doing something right in Motherwell because a lot of those players, those boys are in shape. It's something we don't see a lot, but it wasn't. For a guy that size, he doesn't stop running. Mm, he yeah. closed down everything. I don't think Motherwell played as well as possibly could have, but that's probably because Celtic, once they got a foothold in the game, took the early lead. It was just pure game management from Celtic. They knew what they were doing. They just played it out, but I think Motherwell gave it as good as they, they could yeah, have. It's yeah. just... Did you see Scott Brown in the huddle? Did you see the video it was doing oh, the rounds? Yeah. Like, no they said something like that. It looked like no matter what we fucking win this today. Aye. Aye. And that's the Celtic attitude. You know, Celtic, I, I think they can be... A, now, you can have your opinions about this, and I'll probably ask you them because I run a podcast talking about opinions. <laughs> but, you, I mean, you can have your opinions on, you know, whether Celtic take every league game seriously or are they well aware that there's an extra gear that they can move into should needs be. And and you kind of feel like personally, I feel like they should be playing in that gear all the time. But you, it, it must be that, I, yeah. it must be so hard. Mm-hmm. It must be uh, week in week out. To, um, probably no team. It's does unsustainable. It. No, there yeah. isn't a single team in world football that plays to the same level absolutely every week. It's not. It's not possible. And and that's probably what made last year more remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. La- last year they had something to hold on to. They had the unbeaten record. So if you lost that with no matter how many games to go he'd always say oh we only had six games five games four games or but this season we we lost that quite early on and it maybe took a wee bit of the spark away because you were holding on to that and when that's gone we're going to win the league anyway as long as we turn up the cups we'll be fine and yeah. we were fine so maybe just that wee record is what's spurred them on last year and it definitely exists that other gear definitely exists because we've spoken about it so many times about the cup games they're just they just take care of them absolutely every single time and it's been like that for two seasons the domestic cup games anyway barely a goal conceded yeah, the exactly. whole time was it two? They're two against, against Thistle, Thistle. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right so that's that. I mean, the the, the celebration as you say Melly 2-0 up but the celebration started with that, that McGregor goal because you know it wasn't nerves it's like it was party time for the minute we got on the ground although I don't know if it was just because where we were sitting, it was quite lively. But and the shandies, and the shandies. <laughs> but that eh, the McGregor goal kicked everything off, and what a take that was! Oh, it was brilliant. He was just quicker to the ball than the other two Motherwell players, yeah. just more aware. But it was it just sort of came out of nothing. I mean, at the point, Lustig got the ball and did his usual disgusting cross. I was like, <laughs> Lustig, that is yes. Just wait, this goal comes out of nothing. It was an absolute peach. Just takes it down smashes it with his weaker foot I mean the guy loves playing at hand and he loves the big occasion we have these players that turn up for the big games and what a goal to start it off man very reminiscent of his goal against Zenit it was almost exactly the same type of finish he just sort of no backlift no follow through just clips across the ball perfectly and into that far far corner it was terrific how he read when the ball was going to go after he touched it with his right foot he knew exactly where it was going to end up he was asked after the game if that's the best goal he scored with his right foot and I don't know if it's up there versus the one against Zenit yeah. and he said yeah maybe in terms of 
know, magnitude of occasion and all that kind of thing. But in fairness, Zenit one's another huge goal in the Callum McGregor. What a season he's had. Yeah, I've, I've been saying for a while that I, I expected a big backlash when I said on this podcast that I, I believed them to have had a better season than James Forrest. In fairness, it didn't come. Yeah. And I, I do believe that. I, that's not... It's, his, it's McGonk's best season, definitely. Oh, yeah, and it's not to do down James Forrest because he's had a great season as well. I just feel like... Cal McGregor just goes totally unnoticed at times and he, he doesn't get the same sort of fanfare that other players do. In all honesty, I'm struggling to think of a single other Celtic player in my lifetime who's been so underappreciated. People are coming around to him now because yeah. they, it's, it's undeniable now what he, what he provides to the team. But I just I just feel like we spoke about a wee bit before about how it doesn't often make anyone's starting lineup. Yeah. People win up. Much like, much, like, much like David Hanna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Underappreciated. Exactly like David Hanna. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, a perfect too. example. But honestly, if anyone's got any suggestions as to who's a more like, underappreciated, genuine, crucial player to Celtic, mm. then by all means. The only one I could maybe think of is Didier Gat got a lot of sticks mm, sometimes, yeah. but I think he was appreciated. But the guy is great. He comes into his own in the big games. As you say, maybe not a first team pick when you're picking your strongest team, but now he's in there on merit. He has earned his place and there's no denying him. Regardless of position, you know, you just yeah. you find a place for, for Callum McGregor now. Uh, Cham scored the second. Another one that had an absolutely terrific game, bossed it in there. Uh, again, this is his stage in at the big yeah. game. Cham, McGregor, Rogic, Dembele. This is when they turn up. We, where we were sitting, down behind, well, just to the right of the other goal, we had a great angle of both goals. And yeah. as soon as Cham hit that, it was just net bound. It was, again, Dembele didn't get in the score sheet, but absolutely bossed that whole defence one of his best games without scoring Dembele yeah. I, I thought oh he was terrific yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant terrific. held up everything lovely layoff and Cham didn't expect the backflip but no where's well, no. he been hiding that I don't I know. know well he's probably had plenty of time to practice with all those missed shots he's had <laughs> months and months and months of yeah. it over the bar we've criticised his shooting at times on here but there was absolutely nothing wrong with that I was actually a wee bit disappointed to see in the replays that it, it took, took a wee, wee flick a wee uh, nick off it doesn't, doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter at all but I was disappointed to see it took a wee clip I mean, Dembele's role in that that, that goal was, was perfect again just as you say, excellent hold up play. I think it was like three players around about mm. They don't know what to do though because they can't can't get around that all that junk in the trunk. Uh-huh. When all he does is stick that out and the players can't get can't get near him. Dembele's hold up play is quite unlike many players I've seen at Celtic because the only times he ever gets it wrong is when he's been slightly too ambitious with it. He'll try a through ball that isn't on or maybe overhit it mm. or whatever, but that's you can't criticize someone for being too ambitious with their passing. It was once again, as a phrase we've used before, but the complete striker's performance yeah. from Dembele. Just minus the goal. You minus the goal, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, minus, minus the goal. Melly, uh, Melly, Dembele, <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't do anything that made me think he, that might be his last game for Celtic. No boots into the crowd, no shirt into the crowd, yeah. no lingering goodbyes. Again, on the Scott Brown testimony, nothing really there either. So, hopefully, we... We've got Rogic signed up. Let's I mean, get them. Hopefully, next. Get another year of the King of Glasgow here. Um, <laughs> After that second goal, but it was pretty much plain sailing. As I said, it was game management. Just keep a hold of the ball. Get to half time. Done that, no problem. Second half, come out and don't let them have a sniff for the first fifteen minutes. And second half was a bit of a non-event, but you didn't realise it at the game because you were just waiting for this final whistle, waiting for party time, but. Mullerwell had a couple of decent chances, clipped the bar, Curtis Main had a chance, but that, as I said, it, 
it never, I was never fearful. Yeah, Motherwell were good, were pretty decent in the last 15 minutes, but it wasn't that they were overwhelming Celtic. It was just that Celtic adjusted what they were doing in the game. They just decided, right, all we need to do is defend for the next 15 minutes or so, and that, that takes care of the game. It wasn't like they forced Celtic into panic stations or anything like that. They did make a few chances. There was the incident with um, Boyata, oh, really kind of controversial yeah. incident where people were saying he should, maybe should have been sent off. Scott what was Brown, your thoughts on that? Red well, card or not? No, it's not a red card. It's definitely not a red card. And the reason is that Tierney came and bailed out both Boyata and Brown by, by, by his last, last ditch intervention. He slid the ball out. Brown made a complete mess of it, completely unlike him in the rest of the game. The ball just kind of bounced up on him and all of a sudden Motherwell had broken clean through. Boyata fouled the guy in a very similar way to how, was it Lustig fouled someone? Lustig conceded a penalty and all he really did was change, was push the guy's arm and it just sort of changed the mm. direction of his run and he went down. But it's not a red card because it's not a clear goal scoring opportunity. It might have been, had Tierney not have been there, but Tierney was there. So. I thought the ref had a decent game. Well, that was my impression from the game. Pete Lyons been a really good game. Douglas Ross. <laughs> Douglas Ross. It's always good to see a Tory with his face in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mel, you criticised Lustig's passing earlier on, but in fairness to Lustig, he played the pass that decked. He did, I don't bit. think the lines would touch the ball. No, <laughs> I think he just got confused. I think his I think his upper half forgot where his legs were and he just tumbled over. The best part of it was um, he gets up totally humorless doesn't even laugh at all oh, total Tory stone faced <laughs> mate come on everyone's just seen you do that just laugh just I laugh, laugh it off. it off all the thing you can do so Celtic went on to win it 6 out of 6 domestic trophy trebles are rare it was something we were criticised for um, when Rangers weren't in the league it was you should be winning trebles every year when we're not here when Rangers come back we win a treble every year <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that was nice to see Never been done before. Uh, do you know what the record is for trophies won in a row? Enlighten us. Um, Walter Smith won seven, which somebody can work this out, but he didn't do the double treble there. So no. I don't know how that, that, that pans out. How do you? How would you have felt mainly about this season if we didn't win the treble? Uh, because the league record, as we know, dropped more points than Ronnie Dial in his second season. Le- collected less points overall. Scored less goals, I believe, maybe. I think it, the points tally was under what Dyla did in both seasons. Is was that, it? Yeah. Right? yeah. So, say we'd won that in just the League Cup, how, how would you have felt? It really needed Saturday. It Aye. was just perfect. Like, said that beating Rangers 5-0, winning the league, always forgiven. But really, this weekend, all was forgiven. It was just the perfect end to what is now a really great season. It's amazing, Stephen, how one trophy could totally turn... Basically, Celtic's season hinged as unfairly as you like. That was the difference yeah. between a mediocre season and a fantastic season was one, one, one yeah, game. Yeah, I, I know, and it's, it's something we'd touched upon. We'd, we'd kind of acknowledge the fact that it's, it's not been the greatest of seasons, but if that treble comes, then there's, there's no arguments. Yeah. That you can't... I mean, we said last week that if in 20 years' time, when... When we are still podcasting, <laughs> um, but if we're looking back on this season, you're not going to go, yeah, but you drew a couple yeah. of times against Kilmarnock. Yeah. It's not going to be the case. It's funny. I didn't obviously envisage it panning out this way back in maybe October or whatever when I first made the joke about how, uh, and it's a bit of outcry about how you know this season by October time I think we were behind Ronnie Dyla's mm. points tally, and I sort of made the joke, and people sort of <laughs> flipped flipped out a wee bit. Now listen. I'm not saying that Brendan Rodgers' team is anywhere near as bad as Ronnie Dyla's was. Yeah, bad's wrong, the wrong word. Yeah, but I was, but because you know I mean? yeah, Ronnie Dyla didn't, well, he didn't have the opportunity. But it's a, such a tough one because at the yeah. end of the day, the table doesn't lie. No. It's pretty much the same players, but it was only Dembele and Cham from that team, Dyla's team, pretty yeah. much that uh, 
Roger signings, maybe Ayer came in as well, but it's pretty much the same players. So, so, uh, so where, where does the team go from here then? They, they break up for their summer holidays. They've got a couple of weeks to go. Would you want to see a lot of change from this team? Because this is a team that just won the treble again. Brendan Rodgers says they're going to have to be pushed even harder yeah, next season, yeah. and but there are there are going to be changes have to be made. It's the case everywhere. I'm not saying right break up that hugely successful team right now, but in order to progress, changes have to be made, and that's across the board. That's Barcelona, that's Real Madrid, yeah. whoever you are. Um, I mean, just on a, a double treble, that is stunning. I mean, it's been suggested after the game that it's not going to sink in until maybe like ten years down the line when you look back on on what's happened there, because Rangers is a good example. Celtic may may be argued that with a lower standard of opposition the last few years without without Rangers, Martin O'Neill never did a yeah. did a treble uh, double treble rather. Chuck Steen never did a, did a double treble, but when Martin O'Neill and all that had to had to deal with huge amounts of pressure from cheating. a Rangers team, yeah, cheating against yeah. Rangers. Yeah. yeah, the thing is they didn't do it either. No. When they had a free run at Scottish football for 10 years in the 90s, they didn't do it once. Celtic were finishing joint fourth and yeah, things like that. Gr- so. The groupings now, uh, in terms of ability and team stature, the grouping now is a lot closer than it was when Rangers yeah. were romping it. Exactly. Because like you said, there was no Celtic at of today then. No, and you can't say it, things don't count because Rangers aren't competing. They're not, I mean, what does that even mean? Yeah. They've finished third two, two seasons in a row. Celtic were lucky to finish third in some seasons Aberdeen in the Aberdeen the new Rangers. Yeah. Aberdeen <laughs> are competing. Motherwell have got two cup finals. I saw a tweet, um, some guy, I don't know, a journalist based in Brazil, he was saying, you know, Celtic's dominance just shows how uncompetitive Scottish football is. Scottish football is not uncompetitive. See, uh, you know, okay, so Celtic Celtic won two trebles, right? That's because the Celtic team are an excellent team, one of the best in a generation. Hmm. But the rest of the league is very, very competitive. The top four, aside from Celtic, wasn't really decided until the last two weeks. No. The bottom two wasn't really decided until the last couple of weeks. Anyone could finish anywhere. There's Livingston got promoted. Nobody saw that coming. No. So Scottish football is in a good state just now. And I'm really sick of this. We're still getting this strong Rangers stuff. Even Martin O'Neill came out and said it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, Celtic won a treble, won a treble again. How many matches is that they've won in cup competitions? But you think, oh, they'll slip up in one yeah. point. This is football manager stuff where you just win everything. It's years and years down the line, but this is a season after taking over, go straight in. Invincible treble with pretty much the same players next season. Another treble. It's unbelievable stuff. And it's sinking in a bit today once the hangover's getting further and further away from me, but it is a remarkable achievement to win six trophies was, on the bounce. It was borne out by, did you see the scenes, like you and I, Melly, and our drunken haze decided not to bother going to the open-top bus parade. Instead, we would just head directly back to the boozer. But those scenes, those pictures, I, 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 this word gets used all the time by the youngsters, but utterly iconic. Hmm. Oh, the, the pictures you see of like stopping the 10 and all these historic Celtic pictures from Seville and all that sort of See that open top bus going up the Celtic way with all those fans, the guys on top with the police van. That's that's iconic. That'll be that'll be put on it as some tacky canvas. Soon. <laughs> and we thought those days were over. We did a podcast recently for the Patreon feed that um, that talked about the nineteen ninety five Scottish Cup final, and yeah. after that was an, an open top bus parade through the gorbals and all that kind of thing. We thought we'd never get that kind of thing again because of the city we live in. It's a great thing to to see coming back. It was. We, it, you know why we got it. We got it because Rangers are nothing now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> because we run this town. Yeah, because we do whatever we want. You can't hold Celtic back anymore. People are giving up on Rangers. The, the, the footballing fraternity are like, oh, listen, 
we, we, we can't do any more. Rangers, Rangers are a mess. They're not going to do it. Their own players are at our games now. I was just about to, I know. <laughs> we remember that poster, yeah, your grandkids will be Celtic fans or whatever it was. Michael Halloran. <laughs> One week on from appearing on a Facebook page of a chapel, um, really turns the hun rage up to eleven by appearing in the Celtic end. And good on him. Did you see the the excuse given for it? Oh he, yeah, he'd approached the SFA about getting a ticket, hopefully in a neutral area, and aye, suddenly aye. ends up right in the middle of the Celtic. Funny runs. that. Aye, funny. Why, why did he do that when he's got a season ticket at Celtic? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you touched on it. Did you touch on it last week? Tom Rogic's new deal. No, this has been since we last week we had Ayer and Bain, and now we've got Rogic since. Um, people already saying that that's probably the best bit of business we'll do all summer. I hope not. No, it's, yeah. good, it's good business, but I still want to see us do a bit more. It's absolutely brilliant. I never saw this coming for a second. I thought Rogic would maybe do an Armstrong, do another year and a half yeah. or something like that, extra extension, and then move move on. I never saw for a single second that five years w- was coming because I think it's been suggested in kind of media circles. Was it maybe Tom English that said that he heard from a pretty good source in Celtic yeah. that they weren't optimistic of keeping Tom Rogic or Armstrong? Now, Armstrong's a different deal mm-hmm. now because he only did sign that short extension. But five years is five years is fantastic. And that's what Tierney's on six, I are four, Bain four. Yeah, it's, 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 it is a. It's not a weird situation, but it's unusual. I, well, maybe it's not. I don't pay much attention to the rest of the world and what they offer their players. But these long-term contracts mm. that Celtic are offering players, you don't really see. And maybe that's what Celtic can offer. Maybe they can offer these players security. That's what they can do. They can offer a platform. They can offer them security. I mean, double trebles. Like These guys will never never go through this thing again, no matter what team they go to. This, this is historic stuff. They're going to be part of history. They're working probably under the best manager they can at a massive club. I mean, Tom Rogic can go down south, but is the grass really greener? Is it better than this? Well, I, well, I don't know, because a, a player who has chosen to go down south, as we probably expect, was Paddy Roberts. Midweek, mm. he announced that he's away. Oh, why are you bringing me down? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so fully support that. Fully support Paddy. He's came up. He's given us a cracking couple of years. Um, now, we said it when he first signed. If you sign him for £5 million or £10 million, and you play him for two and a half years, and you sell him for a couple of million, you've no lost. It no. really makes no difference to us. There was we, one, yeah. we loaned him, was it two and a half years? Yeah. And he spent the second year of that injured, more or mm. less. So if we bought him, we wouldn't have lucked out, is that one. But, you know, he says he's got to go and get out of his comfort zone, and I support that, because people are often criticising players, you know, for not staying at Celtic, they're levelled at being unambitious. Mm. But in my mind, and I know you agree, Stephen, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's it's ambitious to give up what you've got at Celtic, winning every week and all that sort of stuff, to go down and try your to hand down yourself. south. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And and why not try something else? He's had two and a half years of this. And sorry, I should just say, it, but it's not unambitious to do what Tom Rogic done no, and try and be not. the absolute no. best player. But there is there's, there's ambition can be shown in both ways. Absolutely, and it's why not go and try something else? See if he ends up at like a you know West Brom or something. Like that. I'm just picking clubs or Crystal Palace, just picking clubs off the top of my head. And he ends up in the same position he's in just now, fighting out with someone for for a position. Then, then why not? He's going to learn different stuff. He may not learn more than he would have at Celtic, mm-hmm. but he's going to learn a different style. You know, I, I, you can't hold it against him. Two and a half years is is a long time in modern football. You look at guys like Wanyama, Van Dijk, and all that. They weren't here for two and no. a half years. So, no. best wishes to him. I wish. He'll be a great player for someone one day. I wish he was at Celtic, but it's, yeah. it's not. He's ever sort of player. He's ever sort of player. Some amazing highlights from from his time at Celtic, Melly. Oh, it's one of the best players I've watched Celtic since probably Martin O'Neill's striking time. Yeah. Just a great player to watch. A guy you you sit there and go, 
it'll be a good game today. Paddy Roberts is playing some of the moments of magic. Sort of never seen it before. Just a great guy, and it does. It's different for him, other than Rogic. I mean, he has ambitions to play for England. He's English. Yeah, he has got these. He's done. He's came up here. Said he supported the club as a kid, and he will always be in his heart. And you just wish him all the best. It maybe shows why he hasn't been playing a lot recently because he obviously told Brendan Rodgers, "I'm going back no matter yeah. what." So. Tom English made an extremely poor point. Not like him. That's made, not like that. What, do you mean? Do you mean Tom English of the BBC or that's, another that's one? A, that's the very one. Oh. He made an extremely poor point about Patrick Roberts. I think he alluded to the fact that he was a flop. You know, he, he listed all these. Oh yeah, all these players that had come up from England and listed Patrick, Patrick Roberts among them that didn't find it as easy as they thought. Oh. Now, Patrick, that's a complete revisionism when it comes to his career. Was that on Twitter? Yeah. He, he also made the point that well, he's not as good as James Forrest, and yes. and someone said. Yeah, but that's that's not the case. That just because one's picked over another for now, that yeah. one's a better player than another. And he said back that, well, we'll see which one Brendan Rodgers prefers the game. But uh, look, uh, Pep Guardiola wants Patrick Roberts back down yeah. that Man City, so it's not really about which manager. Uh, also, of him. also, see if you're comparing an injured player to a fit one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see if you're saying the guy who's fit is better than the one that's injured. Yeah. Although there's some dubiety, you're saying, oh, there's a discussion to be had over who's who's the better player this season, the injured Patrick Roberts or the fully fit James Forrest. You're sort of harpooning your own point before it even begins. Not the worst hot take I've seen in the media this week. Oh, uh, Tam McManus on it again? No, oh. no, the other Tam McManus, uh, Chris Boyd, oh, right. oh, um, yeah. dropped a wee dropped a wee nugget during the week there. It was a spicy, spicy hot take. It was a spicy meat of all. It's not not the Tam McManus, but the other Tam yeah. McManus. He said that. Um, because Kieran elected to mention that an ambition of his is to win 10 in a row okay. for Celtic it means he's obsessed with Rangers oh well did he mention Rangers at all when no, he was no, I don't think I've ever heard him say the word Rangers now the connection there I believe is that because Rangers currently hold 9 in a row mm-hmm. as do Celtic the ambition is fuelled by the need to topple Rangers and get that 10 in yeah. a row but that's a bit like saying that you want to win the Champions League because you're obsessed with Real Madrid <laughs> So it's a complete nonsense. I well, can't make the, the I connection. Can't yeah. Did two things on that. One, did Chris Boyd, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I read that that particular thing and I read a lot of what Chris Boyd says and I hear a lot of what Chris Boyd says and he's got this particular technique where he poses a question, answers it himself and then talks him out of his answer. <laughs> so did he go, could you say that Kieran Tierney is obsessed with Rangers because he keeps banging on about 10 in a row? Aye, you probably could. But in his defence, footballers want to win as many leagues as they can. <laughs> You know, that's the sort of thing he does. Um, secondly, you have touched on something there, Stephen. Maybe Celtic should stop talking about 10 in a row and framing it around Rangers. Maybe Celtic should be saying from now on, we want to match the Lisbon lines. And just completely not mentioning Rangers at all. Yeah. Not that Celtic do, but anytime time 9 in a row is mentioned or 10 in a row, just say, we want to match the Lisbon lines. Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't mention Rangers at all. There's, there's nothing to do with Rangers. I don't, I don't think it's even that, matching the Lisbon lines. They want to get 10 in a row because... They want to beat the Lisbon Lions. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. done 10 in a row before. Just talk 15 in a row. <laughs> you know, we just want to get as many in a row as we can. But uh, on Kieran Tierney as well, Tom Rogic committing himself to the club. Kieran Tierney pretty much doing that as well by saying he doesn't see his future anywhere. Suspicious. This is hard-on material for me, having these two guys say <laughs> Wait, stuff like that. Well, that's nice because you've not had one of those for a very long time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's hard to believe that we're now a year on, a full year on from that iconic moment where he came back to the stadium after having his teeth smashed in yeah. in last year's Scottish Cup final. That's, that seems like a can few tell, weeks ago. Can I tell you something? Suspicious. Suspicious? Suspicious. Suspicious. Now, listen, I love Kieran Tierney. I love Kieran Tierney. And I want him to stay at Celtic. And I think he will stay at Celtic. But I'm just suspicious at the moment 
about how much exposure Kieran Tierney's love for Celtic is getting. Hmm. You know, so you know, okay, he does these things like with the megaphone and the crowd and all that, but it's kind of all set up now. Every time he opens his mouth, it's about how much he loves Celtic, and it's just like and he's going to turn heel. Well, I it's just <laughs> I'm just like it's it's not in doubt. Why am I getting so much of this right now? And we know there are. I don't want to sound, you know, like dark arts here, but there are forces at work in Kieran Tierney's life <laughs> who would not be disappointed. Would no, Kieran Tierney move to Atletico Madrid, which is definitely on, or Man U, which could be on because they've scouted him more than any other player. So I think Kieran Tierney will be here this season. Absolutely. I just think there's so much of this. I don't know. I, I just think maybe it's to deflect from the, the, the fact a story might come out in the summer about a bid coming in. I, I I don't have inside info. It's not about Tierney, but I have similar worries about the squad uh, at times because Melly touched on something a minute ago. He said, "Nothing. it's never going to get better for these players. You're never going to win double trebles. You're never going to work for as good a manager and stuff like that. But a wee trigger goes off in the back of my mind that thinks, but is that making it easier for players to close the book? Is Are they, are they going to say, I've done a double treble here. There's nothing else I can do. Um, am I going to get a, a tri- treble treble who knows but I could I could shoot arms from that that's close now <laughs> treble treble do you know what that, that is right now like, let's get that treble treble so we can use that song a year from now but I just I worry that it's only been thrown in my face now because Rogic has committed his yeah. future but I just I look at players like Boyata and Armstrong and, and guys like that and I think it must be so easy for them to think they've done they've done Celtic now yeah. because no, of the I, success I, I agree with that I would I was worried about Rogic not anymore. Armstrong, Rogic will probably leave a year or two down the line. But has Armstrong got a year left now? That's so we're back to where we started, yeah. more or less. Eh? But uh, with Kieran Tierney, I think you're talking pish. I think it's hundred <laughs> percent genuine with the guy. He absolutely. Oh no, I do. It. No, it is so. genuine. Uh, uh, no, Kieran Tierney's love for Celtic is genuine. I'm just saying there's a lot of focus on it just now, and I don't think that's an accident given. The rumours about Man U and Atletico Madrid bids coming in are bubbling under. That's all I'm saying. So I think it is. I think he's coming out of his shell a bit. I think, think so? he's doing better with the media. He, he seems more comfortable talking to people. He's not just. He's not one of these generic James Forrest that we bit sort of. I, it's a great. It's, or maybe do you know what maybe they're doing? Maybe they're just prepping them because he's he, Scott Brown might play less next year and Tierney's going to be captain or something. You know there could be a positive yeah. spin to it. Well, Scott Brown said he hopefully there for the ten, but as I said last week, I think it will probably be. The last two years that maybe go in the Lambert sort of role yeah. and Tierney will be the captain. So the two of them yeah. will both simultaneously lift the title. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we touched on Scott Brown, we might as well mention it. Melly, you made it to the game. I didn't even make it out of my bed on Sunday. <laughs> um, I'm, I, did the players look hungover? Because I bet they probably had a couple of shandies on the Saturday. It was only Scott Brown that started that played the previous day, but uh, luckily for me, I was still pretty mad so my buzz hadn't <laughs> worn off did at half time when they played that Scott Brown oh, song but it's, it's terrible Steve do you want to give us a rendition I know you've been singing it all day I, I can't even get How it does my it head go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did mention the, you know the Scott but for those who haven't heard it listen we're, this isn't a music podcast you know so we're just going to let people make up their own mind this is the, the new Scott Brown song I should caveat this by saying I, I, there's nothing worse to me than professionally recorded football songs. Mm. Uh, Celtic mm. are really bad for it, but here's the Scott Brown song. There's a lot of this <laughs> in there, isn't there? Invincible! Anyway. Always not lost, but because on the pitch was the king, the main the man. Belly. 
James McLean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, James McLean was there. By the way, he can take a corner. We don't have a corner. So get him in. So you get him in just as like a specialist. Op- every time he opens his mouth, he's talking about how he wants to play for Celtic. I, I think he did it for nothing. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh, he wasn't great. He can take corners, but it's not the point signing him. But signing him is like a roadie the lap now. He used to yeah. just come on and take throw-ins, basically. Just do, do that. Bring him on to take as corners. As a kicker. <laughs> and penalties against Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing Moussa Dembele warm up beside Henrik Larsson Warm the cockles. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about this, right? I've seen a is lot there? of them saying, right, well, who's the king of Glasgow now? Because Henrik's back. Well, can... No, this is how this works, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Nimbelli is the king of Glasgow. Absolutely, yeah. The clues in the title here with, yeah. with Henry Larson, he's the king of kings. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have a geography no. in his... He is the yeah. king of kings. Yes. He... And Dembele is the king of Glasgow. His kingdom isn't limited no, to a city. You're, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Um, how was it, Melly? T- typical uh, testimonial it's... fair? Yeah, sitting there thinking, oh, this is a great idea. Well, got the tickets. It's a great idea. So we brilliant win the treble. But then when you get there, you remember it's a friendly mm. and nobody's really pushing it. The quality wasn't there. Decent goals, mind you. Was it? And uh, two of Republic Islands were great strikes, but Paddy, he done it. Did he they? got his goal. He's enough. Kouassi set up uh, Griffiths with some good play as well. So it was all the players that didn't play. Saturday. Still no gamble there. That's why I didn't go. I boycotted it. <laughs> was Marvin it's... Comper didn't even get off. <laughs> I had the a dream about Marvin Comper last night. No I, was, I say it wasn't even one of those dreams. You know <laughs> what it was? I had dreamt that I was in the pub, right, having something to eat with my family, and at the table next to us, while Celtic were celebrating winning the treble, Marvin Comper was reading a book. No joke. Not I don't that. even know if, if I was in my dream I'd be able to picture his face right because I've seen that little of him. He what got, he got what was the book, can I ask? Was it Bravo 2-0 by Andy McNabb? No, I heard that's a very yeah. good read. Yeah. And it was Have a Nice Day, Mankind's Autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> um, 60,000 hungover people at Celtic Park. But see, when Henrik played, did anyone say, oh, I'd take him for six <laughs> months? <laughs> that, that was the last time, wasn't it? I, I think... <laughs> I think people will hopefully just let it go now. Uh, oh, well, it's sort of moved on to get him in as a striker coach. Aye. doesn't exist. I'm starting to believe he's never coming back now. Oh, no, I think it's done. <laughs> I think it's done. Any other familiar faces, mainly? Uh, Nobody from not... One Direction or anything? No, did Martin Compton play? I don't like him. No, it's just uh, mostly players. It was the Republic Ireland. I didn't know some of the Republic Ireland players, but I think they must play in the Irish League. But uh, Celtic brought on Regan Hendry, Calvin Miller played. Oh, did he? There was a couple of young boys came did on. Did so... get a good reception? Yes, he did, of course. Roy Keane was there as well. Oh, Roy Keane, So, aye. King was there. It was, it was a good... It sounds like, good sounds like a good day. So, that was the, the Scott Brown game was the season closer. Um, Podcast-wise, we'll do one more next week. Yep. And that'll be us for our summer holidays. We'll do a wee season recap. Look forward to the transfer window, all that sort of stuff. But we are going to continue uh, for the patrons. That doesn't end. We've got I've still got to go to our work, Stephen, even yeah, though Celtic right. are not playing. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a competition this summer for, for patrons that want to get involved. Um, we're going to do fantasy football. Yep. So here's a competition. We're going to set up a fantasy football league. World Cup, by the way. Yes, yes World Cup fantasy football league. The rules are you must have one Celtic player in your team. Yep. And so you- your choices are... Gamboa, yep. Tom Rogic, and Michael Lustig, but I believe Boyata is well, in a chance now. Yeah. Is he? See how that plays out. See how that plays out. So you've got the choice. You've got to have one of those in your team, and you've got to beat us. Yeah. Um, and we're going to give out the code to patrons. We'll be reporting on that every so often. And the winner gets the new Celtic strip, and there's a couple of runner-up prizes. But it's a real competition yes. because you've got to beat us, and we've got a couple of fantasy football pros in the no, European. We try so hard, believe me. Melly's, <laughs> Melly's a real-life football coach, so I don't know if that That's gives right. him an, an edge or not. 
Um, so, we'll, so we'll give out more information on yeah. that when the when the time comes. Um, also, fifteen years to the day on this day, as we recalled, it's the twenty first of May. Yeah, I think that's, that's marks fifteen years for, since Seville. Since I lost my Viet. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's since Seville. Have you watched the game since? Never, never. never. So here's what we're going to do. Have you watched the game? I was there. I, I can't. Oh, you were there. You're there. Here's what we're going to do, Melly. Again, patrons, we're going to do a classic match companion oh. uh, for Seville. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet up. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. I've not watched it since. No, me um, It's heart wrenching, <laughs> um, but we will watch it, and we'll do that for the patrons also. We but might need to involve Bevy for this one. We mm. might need to involve Bevy. You're just still pissed. For yeah. the weekend, <laughs> you? That's all you can think of it. I'm feeling all right now. It's taken up till Monday night for me to feel normal again. Um, and that's that. Next season, uh, next week will be the end of season podcast for a couple of weeks anyway. When does Celtic yeah. start back? July, July, June time. Yeah, I think it's July. So a couple of weeks off, but we will keep the. The, the Patreon going if you want to check out the Patreon if that interests you at all it's Patreon that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 20 minute times all the details and things are on our Twitter thanks for listening Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.